When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Week 16, it's almost here. It's a bloodbath of weather and injuries and much more. Some might even call it letdown week because you make it this far. You draft teams all year. You advance to the playoffs, and then you advanced one more time in week 15. Now you're up against a bunch of super teams. Maybe you're relying upon some people in some sketchy weather spots. It can be a letdown, but if your team rises above, you make that week 17 final, it was all worth it. The whole draft cycle was worth it. All the tilt, all the sweat, everything was worth it. And we're going to figure out if either Rob or I can get a team into week 17 or any of you guys can get a team into week 17 right now. So I'm going to take blame for us being a few minutes late as <laughs> I was talking to Lord Reeves and you would think that we were talking about football, <laughs> but I think Lord Reeves and myself might start a Steven Seagal podcast at some point where we just review Steven Seagal movies. So that's uh, what was going on. I have a lot of other passions as well. Um, <laughs> Steven Seagal and mine are weird. I have weird. I definitely have some weird ones. Steven Seagal movies is uh, probably a step further than even some of the dumb shit that I'm that I'm interested well, in. I, I will say uh, it, it's kind of similar to you know you have a, a ghost a ghost show which I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mine is not the same, but in the in I guess kind of a similar ballpark. Like I don't know what is specifically like wrong inside my head, but like any true crime documentary that comes out on any streaming service or anything like that like i watch it i watch all of them i'm obsessed with every single possible true crime documentary like even the one so you know my wife and i obviously we like to watch some shows and stuff like that together i'm so impatient and i've watched like all everything that exists so when a new one comes out there's one she's interested in she's like will you wait this time for me and then it's like you know two days later and she's like well you want to watch that i'm like Mm, spoiler uh, it's, I, I, i'm done <laughs> she's like you watched eight episodes in two days i'm like yeah you fall asleep before i do what do you want me to do it happens right so let me ask you this real quick then we'll start talking about best ball would you be interested in a movie where steven seagal fights mike tyson of course yes absolutely so- did, i did did, did reeves post this on twitter you can tell the story but did i i saw something about this on on twitter actually. yeah we were, he he shared it because there is a movie where steven seagal fights mike tyson however <laughs> they're never in the same room it's steven seagal fighting a stunt double it's mike tyson fighting against stunt double or it's two stunt doubles fighting each other they never met and there's a whole action scene of them uh, fighting uh, each other. <laughs> a movie based around them fighting each other, and they've literally never even met. That's Correct. incredible. And how long ago is this? Like recent. Th- th- it, it, oh, it's oh, it's recent. Okay, I was gonna oh, say because yeah. if it's from their like both of their primes, you would be like, that's really crazy. Nowadays, it's like, you know, I mean, you you and I've never even fucking met in person, so it's not that <laughs> surprising, you know, for people to to. But 
to like not meet and do like you and I aren't doing goddamn action. You know, it's not a karate show. Not we're yet. Not doing, you know, we're not, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it depends on how week 16 goes. We're going to start turn this into a true crime slash karate uh, uh, <laughs> podcast afterwards. But um, speaking no, of terrible, uh, speaking of terrible right. week 16. Oh, <laughs> dude, I call. So that's I call it for 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 many different reasons i was looking for something like to kind of what do we call this week 16 like oh it's the semifinals whatever that's boring it's definitely feels like like let down week mm -hmm. to me like a because obviously we spend all year if you're in the sicko community like all of us are drafting teams whatever and then you get here and like you have a bunch of teams and so like the math actually says you know, if you got 20 teams or whatever, you're probably, you know, you should get one through, but like, that's not really how it works. You know, right. it doesn't, you know, in practice, just, just because that math says it that way, isn't really how it works. And then we get all these bombs dropped on us from injuries. The weather is horrible everywhere. It's just like this gigantic letdown that you feel like is leading up to all your teams getting wiped out. I, I'm sorry, I got them riled up. They're reenacting the Steven Seagal and I was Mike just Tyson fight. Say, we can't lead in with Steven Seagal uh, <laughs> <laughs> intros anymore. Uh, shout out to Johnny Footballs in the chat in Stoughton, Mass. That's like two towns away from me. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's not that bad here yet for weather, but it's going to be bad everywhere, apparently, especially yeah. starting tonight over at that New York Jets Jacksonville game. What, how, affected are you by this game because this ends up being one of the most pivotal games for me this week somehow yeah. and i'm not thrilled about it but the uh big dog team that we've been tracking we have jalen hurts who was out we have ryan ryan Tannehill who's out we are left with zach wilson in a <laughs> monsoon against the bad defense but I've talked myself into it. I've talked myself into it because I, I we shared how unique the team is. Yep. If some of these players go off, I'm in good shape. All I need Zach Wilson to do in my head is get me 12 to 15 tonight. Gets me 12 to 15, and I'm I'm happy, right? Like he gets me 12 to 15 points, then I am not super stressing it. I think that I can make it through. And maybe I'm just making delusions of grandeur in my head. It's Christmas. I got the Christmas lights going here. I got <laughs> I got some red. Uh, maybe I should be taking that red as like code red. Yeah. That we're in real bad shape tonight. But <laughs> what do you have that you're really stressing about for tonight's game to start? Yeah. So I actually feel like knock on wood. I'm okay in terms of this game. Um, I have I, I, I have my fair bit of Zay, but I, you know he's he was one of those guys we've talked about such a late pick that you're like, of course it'd be not, it, it would be better if I could like maybe get a good game out of him, but like mm -hmm. I've basically just written off Zay Jones for this week, and I feel still okay about all my teams that have Zay. Yeah, I actually didn't get as much Lawrence here as I thought I would, because I drafted a good clip of him. And obviously he's been awesome, particularly last week. Yeah. And I didn't get as much of him through. So I actually have, it's kind of just like, we'd rather have fields in bad weather against the bills or Lawrence in bad weather against the jets. Like, I don't know what's the difference. So I guess I'm just prolonging my tilt when Justin Fields scores like 12 or something, but I have a little more fields than Lawrence, like in that same range and more Tua actually than Lawrence. So I feel kind of like, you know, hashtag blessed on the Lawrence front. But my 
what I'm kind of calling the team I'm most heavily invested in, similar to what you are with your big dog, my DraftKings 333 single entry team. Um, it was a late round quarterback team that has Lawrence, Davis Mills, and Carson Wentz. So it's obviously just a Lawrence Davis Mills team. And in that tournament specifically, kind of similar to the big dog, you know, it's a, you have a really high probability of advancing and I don't have Jalen hurts and I don't really have much else that's injured. I lost Rashad Bateman early in the year, but um, it's a good, it's a really good team except for quarterback (laughs) and Lawrence has been carrying it. And so that's been great up until now. So he's, He's like not a worry on basically any of my teams except the one I'm, I'm like rooting for the most. And then probably the second most, the, the team I've been tracking the second closest, which I tweeted about this and you joked uh, with the the shanty, but I really want to get this <laughs> like maybe even more so than I, I don't want to say that because the 333 is like, you know, a guaranteed five grand or something like that. Well, you know, basically make me profitable this year. Yeah, but a BBM team that has Travis Etienne as my, my RB one. And like, you know, I'm not expecting anything tonight from really any of the Jags or really anyone in this game. Mm -hmm. But if he, if I will be cheering very loudly, if Etienne can, you know, have a, even like 15 man, like dude, if he gets 15 points, I'll be elated, you know, 90 total yards and a touchdown would be unreal because um, I really, really want to get him into week 17 where in case people don't know, he, he plays the Texans, so he's my my guy. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about some of those types of players later. But that's it's such a funny best ball, so funny because Lawrence I thought would be a really important player for me, and then just by happen chance, he's really not important for me across like my 20 18 teams that I have. But then he's on probably my most important team, and then his running back is on you know my other most important team. It's funny how these like situations play themselves out on the actual teams that advance. Yeah, and I was looking through the chat while you were bringing up some of those variables, and it seems, it seems like other people are sweating the uh, the game tonight heavily. Like they have a lot of Kirk, they have a lot of um, Etn, you know, they have all these pieces from this game. It's it's a big sweat. And just to answer Johnny Football's question, I live in Bridgewater. Doxed myself. It's fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, yeah. So. This game, it's so crazy that this is the game that we kick off week 16 with where it's massive. Jags-Jets. Like, if you had told people in the beginning of the season, like, are we going to be focused on a Jags-Jets game? It's huge. Um, it's and a, it it's a huge, huge, huge game, which is crazy. I mean, it's just, it really is crazy. Like, but both sides have multiple guys, the Jags a little bit more so. But Garrett Wilson is one of the best wide receiver picks in all in all of fantasy, too. It's just an, an absolutely insanely massive game, and it's a monsoon, and in the in the middle of you know snowmageddon, it's wild. Yeah, um, and it, you bring up the shanty. I was thinking as you brought it up, it be I didn't double check to see if it happened, but I know I got like a Trey Lance team or two through. I know I got an ETN team through too. But imagine if I were to win one of these tournaments with a Trey Lance and Travis <laughs> ETN team. <laughs> it would be, it would be. Um, I don't know what I, am I supposed to forfeit the money at that point or yes, hundred percent. Okay, that's what that, that was. And there was two clauses in a BBM. I'm pretty sure was if you openly disparage certain players and you win with them, you have to hand over the money 
to charity. And also if you draft Deshaun Watson and you win with Deshaun Watson on your team, you have to hand over the money to charity. It was basically like, those are the two camps. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah. So this game starts off the weather week, which, you know, we usually say like weather is not a huge deal unless there's wind, but it's everywhere this week. Like what game is not affected? Like Eagles Dallas is like one of the few, I don't know. I think, Every other game feels like we're dealing with something like I'm going down to like, I have to drive to Rhode Island to place bets. And that's what I'm doing after this show. And I'm like, do I just wait till tomorrow? Or is it going to, is the monsoon going to be worse? Like, when do I do that? And these guys have to go play football in it. And uh, yeah, it's going to, we have like totals of like 12. I can barely fit all the bad weather games on the same screen on Rob for anyone that doesn't know. I, I kind of went through this in yesterday's show, like just a, a smidge, but it's, it's uh, the weather is way too important. Not, I mean, there's no way to get through this, get through any show about this week without talking about the weather. Uh, if you haven't my go-to, obviously both Rob and I are biased, biased with uh, working for rotor grinders, but Kevin Roth was literally a meteorologist. <laughs> so like, I know there's a lot of guys out. I'm not saying anyone on Twitter or what, you know, I, I don't care. Do your thing. It, there's probably lots of smart people that understand weather and all that out there, but like, you know, you know, who am I to t tell a meteorologist, you know, that you're wrong. And he puts really insightful analysis around each game and color codes them in terms of, you know, obviously red being, Oh shit. And that's what tonight is. <laughs> it's red. You know, it's a, it's a, at the top here. I know it's a, I'll zoom in a little bit, but it's, you know, it's as bad as it gets essentially red, right. You can't get worse. And we're starting off with cold, heavy rain, heavy wind. Like it's real bad. It's real, real bad. Well, that's that's why I'm kind of hoping that Zach Wilson does decent tonight because he does have a pair of legs on him. He can move, and I'm hoping for some decent rushing attempts in this weather for him that he breaks off. You know, I'm not looking for him to have a Justin Fields game. I don't expect 150 rushing yards out of him or anything like that. But 40, 50 rushing yards tonight from Zach Wilson where he breaks one or something, that's, mm -hmm. again – probably talking myself into things but i do think it's a possibility um and we might be looking at a lot of like screen passes and stuff like that maybe someone yeah. houses something the the jacksonville defense isn't that good uh the more no, i talk terrible. about it the more i talk about it zach wilson's probably gonna get 30 tonight <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh my god it's steven seagal intro and talking yourself into 30 <laughs> zach wilson points <laughs> I couldn't convince you to play him at 5K on DraftKings last week uh, on the Sunday morning <laughs> Roto-Grinder show. And now in the worst weather game that motherfucker has ever played in in his life, you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. 30 ball. <laughs> I tweeted this morning. I am the biggest Zach Wilson stand there is in the world for one day only. <laughs> one day early. Good point by Pangs. You said uh, Zach Wilson does have a pair of legs. And Pangs says, I'm curious about the QBs who don't have a pair of legs. Matt Ryan, he comes to mind. <laughs> like Tom literally, Brady, like, literally no. Brady's pogo, he's a pogo stick back there, and the... <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm talking myself into it. But on the flip one side, thing, is like one thing. One thing I wanted to just while I'm thinking about. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Was yeah. this is definitely not the same type of weather that we saw in that game. But remember, the Bills literally a week. It was not even a week ago. Bills, Dolphins. Right. Everybody's like, oh, my God, there's going to be six foot of snow 
you know, are they going to cancel the game? Right. You know, they're showing pictures of the field that's covered by the time the game. Now, again, this is like rain and wind. It's different. But by the time that game started, like in like particularly in DFS, if you faded them, like my best team, again, my my best team had a Tua stack. I used Kirk Cousins score instead of Tua, but I used both Tyreek and Waddle scores last week. And if you would have sat, if we would have done this show right before that game, I would have been like, fuck me, dude. Like I'm, it's over. I'm screwed. My second and third round picks or whatever are dust because this game, the weather's too bad. But, you know, that was more snow and snows definitely can be very fluky. This is heavy rain and 40 mile an hour gusts of wind. It's a little bit different, but shit changes, man. Like, you know, you never know. And, and one thing that I do always try to say, like, it's not that I played some high level of football or whatever, but I, I played college football and I played defensive back. And when it gets really bad, the only thing that is actually like a hindrance for the offense is the quarterback getting the ball to the wide receiver. And then obviously him catching it, but it's way harder to cover guys. Yeah. In the, in when, because you don't like so think about like if you had to me and you got to go outside and go run around right you know where you're going and i just have to follow you and i don't know where i'm going and it's slick as hell well you get to prepare yourself for your moves i'm trying to adjust on the fly and it's slick right it's like i'm running on ice and and i got shoes and you got ice skates on <laughs> you know yeah. it's like it's not it's not really like super fair for the defense however the problem is obviously getting them the ball but so I, I don't think we should like write off fantasy production in this game. The real problem is that the Jets defense is also awesome. <laughs> so like you just start stacking these things up for the Jags and it's really yeah. bad. Like if this was a bad defense like the Jags, you can pipe dream about Zach Wilson because the Jags defense is so bad. But on the Jets side, it's like, God damn, they have the top five defense or whatever in the NFL and all these other factors for a really chalky Jags team, dude, like the Lawrence Zay, I mean, Zay is the highest owned player in the second round. Lawrence is one of the highest owned quarterbacks. Kirk's got a high advance rate. Ingram's got a high advance rate. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And we're also looking at Jalen hurts teams who were happy that their second quarterback was Trevor Lawrence. Right. Right. I'm sure. I have yeah. a team like that or two. And now you're like, Ah, damn, man. So, like, that insurance policy is out the window. Uh, the thing I was going to bring up, there's a few, I have a few thoughts, but the first thing I want to bring up is maybe it's not as big a deal, though, based on the fact that we might not get a quarterback that hits 30 this week because of the weather conditions, or mm-hmm. maybe only one, or maybe, like, you're not trying to, like, dodge that the way you would on like a September day where the weather's perfect or something like this is all like galaxy brain wish casting stuff, but it's, it's a viable thing where we might have the lowest scoring slate of the past three years this week, potentially based on weather we have, what is that new Orleans saints Cleveland game? It's like (laughs) under 30 or so. It's like, and then you add the weather and then you add everybody's out and you get these types of games and you might not be having to dodge as much. So the Trevor Lawrence 12, 13, 14-point game, you might just be combating like a Patrick Mahomes 25, a Josh Allen 25. And it's like, yeah, it sucks that you're negative 13 if you start at the position. But when you got all these other spots to to cover that 13 points, it's it's definitely a thing that you can do based on how your roster is constructed, right? So like, Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I was going to say, your wish casting but isn't that like that's the we always talk about like 
you know, we'll give our advice and stuff, but I'm not an expert in this. You know, no one has solved this game. We're going through this shit just like everybody else is. This is what people are sitting at home. They're like, fuck. I got Trevor. Oh, my Trevor Lawrence is my only quarterback. I'm like, guess what? So do I, Rob. Guess so do I. <laughs> like, so how do we, you know, you know, do you just sit and sulk and be like, well, fuck it. That team's, that team's done. No, like, I think it's reasonable to think about all the different scenarios. And I think that what you mentioned with quarterback scoring is realistic. Um, so somebody was mentioning like, what about the, what about the indoor games? Yeah, there are some, but like, so I'll scroll down to all games here. Right. So yeah, you the game, while, the, while you're looking at that, Dak's got Philly in the dome. Yep. Dak hasn't thrown for 300 yards this year and no one has Gardner Minshew in these tournaments. Correct. The Titans get the Texans. You have Malik Willis who, you know, I know that this game is like reasonable weather, but like Malik Willis is going to throw like eight passes. You know what I mean? And the other side is Davis Mills. So this is a weather game. You're not really, I mean, it's cold as hell, but like you're not really concerned about it, but it's really just Derrick Henry. It's a Derrick Henry game. It's like, is Derrick Henry going to score 40 or, or 20? You know, right. that's, that's, that's what you're trying to find out in that game. Vikings. So like, I mean, I have Kirk Cousins on one of my best teams. I have just, you know, Justin Jefferson, just like everybody. It's like, you're excited about the Vikings, but like Kirk Cousins needed to fall behind by 33 to even come close to matching the ceiling of the Josh Allens and J- they still outscored him. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts outscored Kirk Cousins and he threw every down in the second half and came back the, the greatest, the greatest uh, Kirk fans, Kirk fans around here. Um, Right, but it's so like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins sets them off. Seagal yeah, and Kirk Cousins. That's what you found. Kirk Cousins apparently is a big Coles guy. Did you see his tweet about uh, he's a uh, what's the difference between LL Bean and Eddie Bauer and whatever? It's like Jesus, dude. Be more of like a rich white guy. Like what? What are you? What you know, from wherever the Boonies or wherever he's from? Iowa. He went to Iowa, right, or something like that. Anyway, God, uh, very that's, far off track. That, that's a that's a very miserable ex- existence that this millionaire is living. Uh, he is the whitest man in America. So white. Uh, <laughs> so Mahomes is one. Yep. But also Mahomes. Jesus Christ. But Mahomes is like the guy who can obviously always smash, but it's like very different from Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, right? Mahomes got to go throw four or five touchdowns, which he can do, of course, but it's just different um, mm-hmm. how Mahomes gets there. Like, are, are, are you, I got you. Can so, you go? yeah. Yeah, I got you. So you got Mahomes who can only get it with four or five touchdowns and you get two PI calls on like the one or the two yard line. Pacheco runs two in. And now we're looking at the 20 point Mahomes games. We got Cincinnati at New England. It's looking like the weather is going to be halfway decent here. Um, Patriots defense has not been good against like the nut quarterback. So Cincinnati could smash against New England, but it's a 41 and a half for a reason. I don't know if they're going to completely go nuclear. Like Burrow, again, has to do the Mahomes thing where he's got to – I mean, he's ran for a few here and there, but he's still got to mostly do the Mahomes thing. Yeah. So 20 is viable for him. Again, I'm not saying that they're going to score three or four points, but if they're scoring 20, 22, 25, and you've got one of these other guys that are in a bad spot, they get 12, 11, you know, 11, 12, 13, there's makeup spots on these. The Burrow one's a per- it's probably the perfect example, right? Like, he can go have a good game. He probably will have a good game. He has a good game most weeks. Yeah, they're healthy. But they're on like, fire. But he, 
a good game is like you said 25 or upper 20s and it's like yeah of course you know i don't want to have my quarterback score 13 and someone else to score 25 not rooting for that but you're not dead it's not over you're dead when the dude when the guy go get goes and gets 40 right when jalen hurts goes and gets 40 and you have 12 it's over like you can't make that up especially in half point ppr elsewhere and so that's just really the point like look at all these good weather games you tell me what quarterback's burying you I guess Mahomes, right? Uh, Lamar's out. I, yep. There isn't even a, a nobody drafted either of these quarterbacks. Half the quarterbacks in the good games, nobody even drafted. They're not even on teams. So, like, who? It's it's Dak, Mahomes, Burrow, but like Tua, I guess. But like, is Tua really good? Like, Tua is like Burrow. Like, his good game is 25. Is he really going to bury you? And then Kyler's out, right? Brady's not going to bury you. Herbert hasn't buried you all year. Don't show me what quarterback's going to bury you. I don't see it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that 40 point upside is real Mahomes. limited. It's Mahomes. I think it's, it's Mahomes. Who's Allen got again this week? I've the been Bears, but that's also weather too. That, it's like that weather's pretty bad too. Yeah. So you're looking at he could, but I mean, it's Josh Allen. He could, but still, it's a downgrade to Josh Allen. And I mentioned this in uh, some DFS content today that like I kind of Devin Singletary seems like kind of a little you you could call it James Cook, too, if you wanted to call it James Cook. Seems like kind of a little sneaky because Mm -hmm. like, dude, if they don't come out and just ransack the Bears with like the Bears don't even have ESB anymore. Claypool's doubtful. Mooney's out. Now ESB's out. It's Nikhil Harry and Dante Pettis and Valus Jones and shit out there with Justin Fields and a bunch of losers. Like Josh's elbow's a little dinged up if they said, hey, like, you know, you can throw, of course, but let's maybe not put you in harm's way so much like we did last week and just go, let's just go win this game, you know, 28-17 or whatever. I don't think that's unreasonable either. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about quarterbacks, I, like you, often have these thoughts throughout the day because all I'm thinking about is best ball because I'm a psychopath and Steven Seagal. And um, I was looking at some of my teams, like my Josh Allen teams, my Mahomes teams, and my Jalen Hurts teams. And we know that the range that I was looking for my backup was at minimum, I wanted like to uh, Trevor Lawrence, but you can't always get that. So I have some of these teams where like the second quarterback for the Josh Allen team I'm excited about is Matt Ryan. Now, take away the fact that he's not starting this week. Let's pretend he was starting. Who cares? It's Matt Ryan. He's not doing anything. So the thought process I was having is like, man, if you had these Jalen Hurts teams, and this might just be reactionary, but if you had these Jalen Hurts teams for for the year, and this is only for elite quarterbacks, I keep caveating everything, but (laughs) Bo, you're Hurts. He was not hurt, and you have to do an elite quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But but your elite quarterbacks that are like your 40-point scorers, right? The guys that like when you drafted them, they gave you their score every week, except for like their bye week, which was Hurts, mm-hmm. Mahomes, Josh Allen. And we're taking a second quarterback that does nothing for you all year. Does it almost make more sense that if you drafted Josh Allen just to draft his backup or if you drafted Jalen Hurts just to take Gardner Minshew because – you're already only getting the Eagles quarterback score anyways. 
we've determined that the bye week really doesn't matter so much. Like it's going to cost you a, a minuscule amount of times if you're going to advance or not. Points. Yeah, call yeah. it 12 to 15 points. Right. So wouldn't it be better in case, I mean, it's easy to see with the Jalen Hurts situation right now, but how much happier would you be if you drafted Gardner Minshew on your team in the 18th round on your Jalen Hurts team and you're not using that second quarterback anyway, so if something happens, you still have the Eagles quarterback. At least have the good quarterback. Yeah, right? I've, I'm sitting here with fucking Davis Mills on teams. Yeah. It's like, what is he helping me other than, again, those probably not even 12 points that he gave me on that bye week. And Jalen Hurts smashed so much. Again, part of it, like you said, you know, we have to put caveats. You have to do a little bit of use the results to – that's the point of the conversation because now we're trying to say what if this happens again, right? And I, I kind of think it's an interesting, you know, I haven't certainly haven't thought about it. That wasn't where I thought you were going uh, mm-hmm. with that. Um, but it, I mean, it's reasonable when you have a team with a quality backup like Gardner Minshew, right? There were people, smart people uh, in this offseason talking about handcuffing running backs for kind of really outlier situations. Um, I know Herzig was doing it some, right? You lose Dalvin for week 15, so all the Dalvin teams get knocked out, but you have Madison. You advance because Madison has a big game. Dalvin comes back, whatever, and you you know have a super low-owned smash running back. That's a you know fairly difficult thing to, to find happen, right? That's a really – that's a pipe, it's a pipe dream to win these tournaments anyway, but so that's really wish-casting something to happen. But the quarterback thing – it's fascinating because quarterback points are still replaceable as long as you have a requisite level of talent. We saw that, like, look at Mike White. Mike White probably has more talent than Zach Wilson, but, like, Mike White just steps off the bench, boom, actually he elevated the offense. He's scoring fantasy points, right? Gardner yeah. Minshew is probably the best example of that. It maybe Minshew, Huntley. Uh, I don't even know who Mahomes' backup is, but, like, I don't either. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather go into week 17 with like a Mahomes and his backup situation than like going into it with like the, that? I'm talking about the lower level too. Like I'm not talking yeah. about like um, if you could get, you know, a tour or something like that. But yeah. Wouldn't you rather have Chad Henney on your team with, with your Mahomes in case something happened rather than Carson Wentz, who was dust. Mitch Trubisky was dust. Like, all these Davis Mills dust, Zach Wilson yeah. dust until an injury. Like we were, we were grasping at straws in these last few rounds for these quarterbacks. And it's like, hell, if you had Jared Goff, but you had Josh Allen or something, you barely ever used Jared Goff score. And he was good. And he, and was, he was good. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm just like looking at the Jalen Hurts thing and it just feels so obvious that this is something we should have been doing and it sucks that it took the Jalen Hurts situation to happen but like man these elite guys and it's just for the elite guys it's not when you start getting into these guys that you're bouncing around if you're taking Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff and yeah I mean don't take John and don't take John Wolford behind Matthew Stafford or whatever but it's like like you said those elite guys got you there at least give yourself a chance like are you are you probably gonna win with Gardner Minshew Best ball mania three. If Hertz misses the next two weeks, probably not. Do you have a chance? Yes. That's all you can ask. And yeah, look, I, this is someone staring down the barrel at Davis Mills teams. So I can assure you, do I feel like I have a chance? No, like it, it's over. 
You know what I mean? Like it's Matt Ryan, Davis Mills, even like golf. I was talking to somebody, uh, texting with somebody earlier today that was like, I think golf is my like going to be my savior. I was like, well, I hate to tell you, I do. I, I hate to break the news to you, but like golf has like two, like two actually usable games all week, like usable in terms of like winning a tournament. Right. Yep. So like, yeah, sure. Next week against the bears. If you can get there, maybe you can wish cast about it, but those guys just can't do it. So you might as well. Cause then you get the correlation too. like, what if Gardner Minshew throws five touchdowns on Sunday and you just dropped him into your AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, God or whatever stack like you would I do think you would prefer that to Davis Mills whatever um, and it's and it's 18th round it's like you're looking at yeah. the or DK is 20th round because they right. don't go 20th. drafted right so like why not we've talked about that 18th round just not always producing anything and you're not doing it every time right you're not being like oh, I'm taking 40% Gardner Minshew it's no it's you're <laughs> yeah. taking you're taking him on Jalen Hurts teams when you get locked out of a level that you're comfortable with for your second quarterback and I think it's gonna I gotta think about it more and just really like dive into it but especially with the way quarterbacks going I think that's gonna be like my elite quarterback strategy for when I get locked out of guys I like like if me and Pete were looking at that team right we have Ryan Tannehill we have Zach Wilson we went three quarterbacks it sucks, and it's like, if I look at, let me just, I'm going to look up our scores real quick on that team just to tell you what we use throughout the year, or maybe I'll do it by the end of the show because it might take a few seconds. But um, I think one of them was I we used like a single-digit score one week, which was probably Jalen Hurts's week that he was out on by. I think it was like a mm-hmm. nine-point performance from Zach Wilson or something like that, or, and then <laughs> – and then there was like a 20-point performance from Ryan Tannehill. So we're talking like 29 points on a team that we advanced by over 200 points on, right? And now we're in this situation where Jalen Hurts is out, Ryan Tannehill's out, and even if he wasn't, who can I mean, I would like to have Ryan Tannehill, trust me, this week against Houston. Yes. You'd be but, feeling a lot better, yeah. <laughs> you'd be feeling better. But now we're on Zach Wilson, and it's like, okay, we could have just used two quarterbacks. We could have used Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew, had an extra lottery dart in our wide receiver or running back or our third tight end if we wanted to. And our team's better overall, and we're not so worried about the quarterback position. Yep, and I think there's a lot of excellent points in the chat. And I, I to be clear, I don't think, and Rob even said that, like I don't think anyone's – it's it's probably only a couple of guys. It is Minshew, Minshew guys. just happened to end up being the perfect example because – he already was the perfect example. He's yeah. maybe the best backup quarterback in the league, give or take. On maybe the best offense in the league, again, give give or take. And this situation happened to play out. And so, it, it, you, you know, but these are the things, A, that this sicko channel is going to dive into because that's what we do. We're diagnosing yeah. any possible. I'm not saying this is an edge. I'm not saying this is anything. I'm not even saying, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I haven't researched it or whatever. But, these are the kinds of things that our opponents are going to laugh at and scoff at and say, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Handcuffing your quarterback? Are you an idiot? Like, that's so stupid. And it's like, well, actually, there's a lot of these stupid things. People thought drafting a solo Travis Kelsey team was stupid. Yeah, Those are my best teams. <laughs> yeah, Solo Travis Kelsey teams. They thought they were stupid, right? 
I, I know there's people there. I forget who it was, so I apologize. Um, if you're watching or listening in the chat, drafted like a bunch of like solo Josh Allen teams. And yeah. they smashed. Like they absolutely smashed. And he's sitting on like a lot of really good Josh Allen BBM teams still alive in the semifinals. And it's like, that's incredible. And other people will be like, what are you doing, dude? You're not going to like, like, you can't take a single quarterback. What if he gets hurt? What if this, that, whatever? It's like all these things are the things we need to try to talk through and figure out. And so I do think it's interesting with a certain subset of those back of a, the starting quarter, right? So you start with the starting quarterback and then you go to the backup quarterback and there's probably every year, I don't know, three to five or something like that. that exactly. Like, it, it, that it, it could make sense for. Um, and so it's, in, it's a really interesting conversation. I was on it a little bit in the off season with Huntley just, but yeah. there was also trade contingent that I was doing that for as well. Like in case, he ended up like on some team starting. Like I thought it was like a five percent chance that happened. So I was I preeminently already like thinking about it slightly, but I think this situation just brings it more to life. And it's like we look at those last eight to ten quarterbacks that are going, and it's like who cares? Who yeah. cared about Carson Wentz? Right? Who cared about trying to figure out that New Orleans quarterback situation? Um See, I mean, the flip side is if you got Seattle right, you're happy with Geno Smith, but mm -hmm. but and that's going to happen every year too. But like, still, Geno Smith, great. Wish I had him like as a backup to Jalen Hurts. But if it was Minshew instead of instead of Geno Smith, whatever. Who cares at this point? It's like, I'd want Geno against Kansas City, but and it's a better offense. I mean, it's a better, not a better offense, but it's a better spot. Spot, yeah, it yeah. I, I'm glad you brought up Gino because I think well, he's going to lead into some of the stuff we're going to talk about. I think what the whole conversation can kind of be. Uh, yeah. I, I tagged the one quarterback as a conviction play on, uh, on rotor grinders this week for the Saturday slate. It's Gino Smith. Uh, yeah. So obviously clearly I'm excited about the, I mean, who the fuck isn't every other game is a monsoon and 30 mile an hour wins. And that yeah. one's, that one's pretty fun. And Tyler Lockett's out. So, you know, shout out Olympian Marquise Goodwin. Going to be in all my DFS teams this week. Uh, it's really nice, though. When you, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gina, the, the guy who I thought was going to be the backup quarterback for the worst team in the NFL <laughs> in the preseason to his guy who I thought was like his fifth wide receiver. Uh, lock him in. What could against, uh, you know, the Super Bowl favorite? No big deal. But the Geno thing, I think, and like the Minshew thing, I, I don't think we spend enough time on those late round quarterbacks. I, I started to slowly get there this year. That's where I got to Mariota. And I actually don't really regret Mariota, to be totally honest with you. Um, I knew that the benching thing was a risk. He was he was he was a backup to an elite guy, or he was a third on three punt guys. And he 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 helped team. He absolutely helped me get teams through. He helped me more, make more money. And the bet was hey, he would either just like get to that buy and help me get there, or I mean, dude, they were – I know he was terrible. I know the Falcons are a shit show. Nobody probably really even wants to hear about the Falcons. But they were a couple bounces away throughout the course of this season from, like, almost running away with that division. They should have mm -hmm. beat the Saints early in the year. They should have beat the Rams at the full-strength Rams early in the year. They had a pass that, that like, went through somebody's hands uh, to, to, like, win that game against the Rams. They could have started 4-0. and 
they, they could be like the Bucks. The Bucks could be shutting it down right now if the Falcons had won a couple of games that they probably they beat the 49ers, dude. Like they yeah. they're 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 not like this completely totally incompetent team, even though it doesn't really make sense that they're not. And so it was just a bet. Like, what if Mariota keeps the job? Right? He run. He's the Gino was this thing, same thing, a more of an upside archetype at the back end. Like, why are you taking Davis Mills? I look at these goddamn Davis Mills teams that I have, and I'm like, I would rather they were Mariota. I would rather they were Minshew. I would rather they were Gino. Like, I think we should spend more time, even even if the guy is a high risk to get benched, like Mariota was. Or we don't know if he's going to start. That you could say that for Pickett and Trubisky if you wanted to do that. Either one of them, or Gino and Locke, whatever. I know, like Chris Spags, shout out Spags. You know, was on the Locke side of things. That's how it goes sometimes. But I think that that bet is a better bet than what we default to safety. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, Davis Mills isn't going to get benched. They're tanking. He's a second, right? But like he, he also isn't going to help you. We could. You would feel better about Gino. You would feel better about Minshew. You would feel better about Gino. I felt better about Mariota all season. You would feel better about you know. There's a lot of guys back there that you would feel better about. So I just think the late round quarterback thing is going to be really interesting. Quarterback, we've talked about it a bunch, is going to be interesting. But the late round stuff, I think there's still some there's still some juice left to squeeze back there. Yeah, sorry to put us off on that tangent, but it is something that it's I a do fun think combo. we need to. Have have a conversation about in the off season, like that type of stuff. Um, but let's talk about Seattle. Let's start talking about the guys we think we do need in week 16. And we were on Sunday night. And the first name that we said was Derek Henry. But after we got off the show, I was like, Oh, I forgot to mention the other name that I'm scared to death of. <laughs> and that's DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Everything is lining up for a smash DK Metcalf spot this week. Like, he speaking of guys you might need he might be the number one wide receiver this week it's totally viable they're playing kansas city they're one of the decent weather games for the most part it's only cold for anyone that needs to know it's it's just only cold in kansas city so it's not that big of a deal i mean i'm not sure kansas city can push seattle to keep this a competitive game Oh, I mean, seriously, like, what are we looking at here? We're looking at the potential that DK gets hit the highest, one of the highest target volumes of his career against the bad secondary in a game that they're going to need to put up points. And as much as I need Kenneth Walker to go off, when I'm doing some uh, some DFS this week, uh, just because I'm a sicko and I have enough best ball teams to sweat, but here I go having to, you know, add to that plate. DK Metcalf might be one of my lock buttons, especially because I'm already considering locking Mahomes for all my MME stuff. So he might just be, I might just be running back DK on every team. And he might, you might be, if you're looking at pods that you have DK Metcalf staring at you, you might be a little scared. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Tough, tough run out because he has, he's a reasonably low advance rate, not like crazy, crazy low, but you know, not, he's not some super chalk guy. And if you're running into a bunch of DK Metcalf, I brought up uh, for anyone unfamiliar um, the basically projections in lineup HQ, which is uh, the Roto-Grinders DFS kind of version of our draft IQ tool. Right. And I, I brought it up and sorted by you see here, I sorted by the projected fantasy points. This is just Saturday. So Sunday is included, but I don't think there's anybody on Sunday, maybe Tyreek. 
I think Tyreek would be the only guy that would uh, maybe come in above here. Mm-hmm. But when I sort by project, it's PPR too, but whatever. I sort by by fantasy points at wide receiver. Certainly, no guy tonight is gonna <laughs> is gonna change this. The third highest raw points projection at wide receiver for this week, DK Metcalf. And he's low-owned. Not a lot of people got him through. Just so happens to stumble into Tyler Lockett going out. Now, of course, does that mean at all, you know, projections are projections. But Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, DK Metcalf. They project better than CeeDee Lamb. They project better than Jamar Chase. So, like, I talk for this is like kind of the stuff I'm talking about all the time when I'm constantly saying like, yeah, but like, what is the project? You know, it, leverage isn't just leverage. Like or leverage isn't just ownership. Leverage is this. There's a, some, we meet in the middle at some point with ownership and projection. You actually could be reasonably owned and still be a leverage play. Right. If you project so much better or whatever, that's actually the Travis Kelsey. That's what Travis Kelsey is this, this week. So he's, he's not low owned. He's 15% in the second round. But he just projects like literally double every other tight end. He's a high leverage play. DK Metcalf is a high leverage play. He's not 2% owned in the semifinals, but he's not popular enough for the third highest raw points projected wide receiver with probably the, the highest ceiling, second highest ceiling, second highest ceiling. He has a higher ceiling than I'm a ceiling projection than Amon Rossing Brown. He's are a smash. You, are you seeing Peng's comments in the chat? He has 68% Metcalf left, like on his team. I, I, I saw him post that on Twitter. I saw him post that on Twitter. That's unreal. What a what a sick A congrat like awesome taking a stand on DK Metcalf um and weathering the storm because it was fine, but it wasn't like amazing. Yeah. And then this run out is just like holy shit, dude. Yeah. This is the it's dream. Slightly jealous of that. I yeah. mean, I I was indifferent on DK Metcalf. Like I liked him. Same. I wasn't not taking him. But he wasn't like a guy that I was going out of my way to be overexposed to. If I had been, I would have been fine with it. If I was underexposed, it's kind of the same thing. I don't even remember like what my actual ownership was. It was it was probably close to eight percent, somewhere ten percent, maybe something same. like that. So going, you know, he says he had them on like fifty percent of teams. That's uh, that's a hell of a stand. I love to see it. I love people that take stands. Right, like kudos to you. Um, I, I, I don't have much DK left. I don't know if you have any teams left with DK. It wasn't nope. easy to get them here. I think the Zero. one I have is on is on DK, to be honest with you, which you can finally look at your teams again on DK, so that's fun. <laughs> We've progressed Sorry. into you can see your teams. <laughs> you know, so that, that's a good time. I'm glad we got that. Confirmed no Metcalf for me on uh... That's on anything. Yeah, that, that's tough. And just to clear up uh, one thing that we said earlier, I don't want to start this conversation again, but that that team with Jalen Hurts, Tannehill, Wilson, Jalen Hurts for the season, regular season, not week 15, 320.92 points. Ryan Tannehill, 0.00. Zach Wilson, 27.52. Oh, so, 27. Look at him. Yeah. So I think he did have a game at one point and. You know, you only or, won one by 175 points if you uh, didn't have draft cycles. <laughs> right. So, yeah, DK is a guy that I am heavily petrified of, especially if I'm in any of Pangs. He's coming for revenge on me, too. I knocked Pang out of the semifinals last year and won um, on, a, on some sort of tournament. And 
I'm a better player than him, but now he's coming for revenge. So <laughs> shout out to Pang. Um, yeah, Metcalf is definitely one I've mentioned. We we've both mentioned the big dog. But are you are do you have any? I don't want to keep talking about the big dog, but mm-hmm. do you have any small concerns? about him like not his ceiling because we know what he can do right but just like maybe the probability he hits a higher percentile outcome this week without Tannehill, right malik willis like <laughs> he's bad dude Th- the only reason they're playing him is because they don't have any other choice if clearly does not like malik willis i guess it's also somebody was tweeting that they might play josh dobbs instead of malik willis mm-hmm. like that's how much they hate him <laughs> which is kind of crazy, but regardless, they're missing three starting offensive, th- either three or four starting offensive linemen, and then no Tannehill. Burks is still questionable. I don't know, you know, I don't know how real the questionable tag is for him if it's probable or questionable, but he's questionable. They're just a mess. I know the Texans matchup is awesome. He, I, I'm certainly he's not going to score six fantasy points, but, but- like. But they're a defensive-minded head coach, too, to your point, and they're missing all these offensive... Yeah, the Derrick Henry thing could be a disaster because they could be just stacking the box. Derrick Henry hasn't looked quite as explosive as he has in the past. He's had it here and there, but he hasn't... I mean, there was a game where, like, he couldn't break a tackle, if you remember, like... He he hasn't looked very good, to to your point. So, yeah, am I still scared of him? He still crushed this team earlier in the year. He still did his 200 points against them, uh, 200 yards against them. So yeah, it's still a viable run out, but I think you bring up a great point that maybe they're just like, we're not going to let Derrick Henry beat us. We're going to stack the box. We're going to put two bodies on him at all times. And if Malik Willis can throw for 210 yards and two scores to beat us, then so be it. Um, I've talked about to move on from, uh, yeah, Willis' advance rate definitely has to be minuscule. His advance rate out of this round is going to be minuscule too because you don't get to score fantasy points when all you do is hand the ball off God, to, Der- do, to Derek do Henry. I, do I play him in Scott Fishbowl this week? Who do you have at quarterback? I mean, I have Trevor Lawrence tonight, but it's a two-quarterback thing. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you have to play Lawrence. Yeah, you, you still I, just have I'm, to play Lawrence. I have to play Lawrence. I had Kyler out. I had Colt McCoy now out. So my two <laughs> quarterbacks are... Lawrence and Malik. What a brutal run out of a really yeah. good team. Yeah. It happened to me. I had Lamar and Kyler, same thing, and, and Ramondre, and everything died on that fateful week 14. Goddamn game. Sleep. Yeah. 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 So fun year. So, fun year. So he's got fishbowl, though. Hey, I'm still alive. That's all that yep. matters. Still got Chip a chance. In a chair. Um, yeah. The Derrick Henry thing, it could brust. And I kind of want it to because I kind of don't have a lot of Derrick Henry teams left. So. You know, yep. <laughs> I kind of even for the teams I have, Derek Henry, it's like, eh, I'd, I'd rather you not do something. I'd rather uh, avoid that at all costs right now. Do you I think... have one and it's hurts. So I'm like, yeah, Texans, please. Nine guys in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Stack Let's everybody look. in the box. Please see if Malik Willis can even throw the football. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Saquon's not getting talked about enough this week? I do. I do. Um, I mean, he hasn't popped for the absolutely monster week mm-hmm. the vikings are a little bit more vulnerable <clears throat> excuse me through the air than than on the ground but like he is the fulcrum of the offense there's going to be points scored in that game it's in a dome 
where we one of the few games where we don't have to say like, oh, what's the weather looking like? The Giants are playing for their lives. So he's, you know, Brita will play a few snaps when Saquon needs a sip of water. But other than that, he's going to be out there the whole time. He's going to catch passes. They are going to score points. I don't know how Brian Dave, that dude is like fucking Harry Potter. How does he get the this team to keep scoring points on everybody? I will never know. He's throwing to Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins, Darius yep. Slayton, Daniel Bellinger. Like what? But they score, dude. And But Saquon is the fulcrum. And so like it hasn't happened. And I think people have forgotten about him. But dude. He could uh, absolutely have a, you know, 180 total yards and three touchdown game really at any point. And I, I, I don't have any. I have him on. I have him on a Hertz Kyler team. I think my only Saquon team oh. is a, has Hertz and Kyler. And it's like, I will. I, I lost uh, a CMC Saquon like robust team mm-hmm. to to the Monday Night Football game AJ Dillon uh, game, but. So my only Saquon team is dead, and he's a really good one that no one is talking about. But he he looks really good this weekend, I think. I'm, I don't remember exactly where it is, but I know I have a Saquon team that I did like, and I, and I just I bring him up because I listen to a couple of the DFS shows and I see all the tweets and everything, and everyone's super excited about Derrick Henry. We've heard the 200 yard thing at nauseum all week. Yeah, um, everyone's pretty excited about Christian McCaffrey this week. So like the high priced running backs in terms of DFS that are getting talked about are those two guys. And I think it's made it so that we just forget that one of the good, the games in a good spot in a dome, right They're in a dome in Minnesota. Yep. Say Saquon's there. He's the crux of the offense, like you said, and no one's talking about him. And so if you got him through to this round, or if you didn't get them through to this round, he might, he might be, you know, a gold star next to him at the end of the week. Like you probably needed Saquon to advance. I totally, I totally agree. Um, I have some fun. You can stack that chiefs game. I know this isn't a DFS show, but uh, it is what it is. You can stack that chiefs game. If you use Gino over Mahomes and get two of the elite running backs. And uh, my hot take will be, I think Saquon outscores CMC this week. And so I prefer him. I mean, I'm not going to make a hot take about Derrick Henry. Uh, it is what it is. But I really do like Saquon. Like, really do like Saquon. So he's he's a good one. If you have Saquon remaining, and I mean, Felix is out here, sun running. Guy guy has, the like, the lowest advance rate of all time from drafting 90% Najee. <laughs> and he's sun running into a Derrick Henry-Saquon team in the semifinals. Like, what the fuck, man? How did you How did you find your way into this? I was, I was going to bring up... Um, a guy who is really not what you would think of maybe through the lens of some of the guys that we've been talking about all week and today in terms of like, Oh my God, right. DK Metcalf without Tyler Lockett against the chiefs. This is awesome. I've been talking about Ayuk. I'm not going to bring Ayuk up again. We say Quan like these early round, just totally nuclear ceiling guys, but a guy mm-hmm. who like we we've talked all year about, like there's just like this Kansas city wide receiver shuffle that they've been yep. going on. The one constant has been Juju when healthy yep. and he feels like the guy where it's like, look, we got to the end of the season. MVS is MVS, right? He's going to kind of do his thing. He's not particularly good. 
he's out there, so that's okay. Sky has not earned it, <clears throat> not earning any more work. Brought Tony back. Hardman will be back. Hardman, I'm definitely excited for, but Hardman isn't going to do like 10 for 120 and two. Juju caught 10 balls last week. <laughs> Literally, well, they like went under the radar. They're also saying Hardman still might not play this week. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and and I don't think you can expect either Tony or Sky to play full roles because Justin Watson is still going to play. Mm-hmm. MVS is obviously going to play his 60 to 80% of snaps somewhere in that ballpark. And then mm-hmm. it's obviously, you know, Kelsey. But I think like Juju, man, is going to have two good matchups in a row. Is going to get close to double digit, if not double digit targets in all these games. And he's kind of in. The, I was thinking about it because Ayuk, Metcalf, these guys that fell in this like fourth to seventh round range that was so goddamn awful. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. I took Gabe, where I took Gabe Davis, where people took Brandon Cooks, where people, you know, if you didn't take a quarterback there, you're, you're shit. And now if you took Jalen Hurts there, you're shit too. It's like who can come from there? And I think Metcalf is the clearest candidate, but I thought I thought Juju was an interesting guy because it's just like we've been waiting for another chief to pop, and I just feel like if it's going to be one, it's going to be Juju, and he's definitely earned the most volume too. Yeah, I so I was going through this earlier today as I was drafting a gauntlet team, and I drafted Mahomes in the first round, and I wanted to try a little bit of a unique, different build, and I had the same conversation in my head because I went with a, a Chiefs onslaught. So instead of doing what we normally do for a draft, I took six Chiefs, I think. I took Mahomes, Juju, MVS, Hardman, and Kadarius Tony. So I took five. And then I just like one-offed mostly a lot of NFC teams. And I'm like, I'm just playing for the onslaught. Just like mm-hmm. a Super Bowl onslaught where I need all Chiefs and one bring back or something like that. Was, mm-hmm. uh, was the way I went for it. So I, that's the con- I was like, maybe they tighten the rotation a little bit because of the playoffs. Right. So maybe we start to see a little bit of that. Um, also, we got we got Dial Dial in the chat just absolutely flexing and trying to act like he's not flexing. Where they go? I got him a Mahomes team with Henry Jacobs and Stevenson. The receivers mm. are a little weak with Debo out, though. I only have Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson. What? The receivers are a little weak. You have four studs right there between those four. I mean, weather and stuff, but God, I'd I'd be fine with that quartet of wide receivers. You can get three. You can get three good scores out of that wide receiver yeah. crew for yeah. sure. Yeah. There are worse wide receiver crews in your pod. Yeah. Not just like in all tournaments, in your pod, there are worse wide receiver groups. Another guy. So I, I, I'm making the assumption that Deontay Johnson is going to play, but he missed practice today, and he's questionable. Yep. They they have an awesome matchup this week. Yep. And George Pickens is the last remaining last remaining dude in the wide receiver room, right? Claypool's gone. If Deontay doesn't play and you have George Pickens, he hasn't been able to earn that level of volume when other guys are around, right? Deontay is just a target earner. It's gross. It's gross targets, but you know, they can't do much on offense. So it's, we're just going to give Deontay a bunch of six yard targets. Pickens hasn't earned that. He's a little more of a downfield flyer. You know, he's the Gabe Davis to the Stefan Diggs, like a really dollar store version of the Gabe, Gabe and uh, uh, Diggs dynamic in Buffalo. But that's really yeah. what he's been. But like, if you remove, he's, he's probably better than Gabe. So if you remove, the digs part of that equation, 
And now you have Pickens against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. He's a really good guy to have. So all of a sudden, this team could turn like into like a like a legit loaded wide receiver room. Like if Garrett Wilson didn't have to deal with the weather, yeah, you would be set. Yeah, I'd be happy with that team. Um, speaking of Deontay Johnson, I thought it was hilarious that he had a wide open path to the end zone <laughs> earlier on Sunday, and he said absolutely not and just started <laughs> running backwards like he's like i have a reputation to uphold yeah, i don't, I don't score, score touchdowns <laughs> like absolutely not i gotta go call jacoby myers after the game and let him know <laughs> yeah. that like yeah. bro we don't score any touchdowns miles sanders miles sanders you know uh left us in the dust last year he didn't score any touchdowns now he's got 10 so we yeah. got to be you know we got to keep the no touchdown thing going on <laughs> i i was watching that the red zone channel and i saw that i was dying i was like how how do you not score there but uh he's the worst good football player i think i've ever seen in my entire life you know it's like yeah. the dumbest smart person he's the yep. worst good football player i've ever seen in my life i'm so glad i didn't draft deontay johnson this year that was a full day for two me DraftKings teams <laughs> riddle me this batman i drafted like three percent deontay johnson i draft like a million percent of all these other guys and i have two dk teams out of 12 or whatever left have Deontay Johnson on them. It's it's funny how that works out. Like you'll have so much of these guys and like, it's like the one guy you barely drafted. Like, you know, I think I had uh 6% Derrick Henry. I got a Derrick Henry team through. I have some guys that were lower ownership. And it's like, Oh, I got him through. I know <laughs> I accidentally auto draft. Thank God. I don't have a Mike Thomas team uh, Mike Ugh. from new Orleans because I literally only auto drafted him this year. I think I had him on right. three teams and they were all auto drafts. Uh, yeah, thank God, because I'd I'd be like vomiting if the, I'm like, what value I left on the table by auto drafting that, you know, in that spot. It's an interesting. Um, what do you think about DJ Moore? Do you think that there's enough up? So, because so to be clear, they get the Lions this week. Yeah, the Lions are super fascinating because I have Dante Foreman on some teams, and all year I would have said, dude, 18th round Dante Foreman against the Lions sounds pretty good. Um in week 16, but they have just been shutting down the run. No one can run on them anymore. They're like the goddamn old school bucks, you know, the old Vita Vea and Ndamukong Sue bucks that like 14 carries for 15 yards every week that they mm -hmm. gave up. The Lions are doing that. Like Dalvin had 15 carries for 15 yards or whatever it was like they, no one can run on them, but the pass defense is bad is real, is uh, real bad. bad. And so, now, the Carolina pass defense is or pass offense is really horrible, but DJ Moore is really good. So he's kind of like maybe a, another guy in that he went close enough to that, you know, Metcalf range or something that maybe you could get a guy out of there that's helpful that hasn't really been that helpful this year. Yeah. Another guy that you drafted so early, like you said, that his advance rate is probably low. I haven't checked on him specifically. I can but tell I'm, you, I got the, I got it up. I'm sure it's low. And I think, you know, it's a holiday week. The DFS stuff, I, I there's a correlation between the DFS stuff and this week because it is now a one-week tournament, and I think DJ Moore is getting overlooked this week. As of right now, maybe tomorrow things change and everyone gets on DJ Moore, but I've only heard his name a handful of times here and there. Um, so I think he's, he's going to be a guy that I would like to have on some of my teams. I think so. 9%, that's pretty good. Uh definitely going to be low owned even if he has a good week this week when you're just not that popular in the semis it's very hard for you to be too 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 popular in the final round so i like i like dj more 
Um, I'm right on track else? with that too, because I have 11% of him on 18 of my 25 teams. Just the one I can look up real quick. So that's like, nice. Yeah. It adds up. I mean, what's that? Two teams maybe with DJ? Two teams. Moore? Yeah. Two teams. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think about these Philly wideouts this week? Good question. I was going to ask about the Bills wideouts. Uh, I think that they're both kind of for very different reasons. Similar. One is a quarterback change. The other is kind of some underperformance, some bad weather or whatever. But like, how are you fe- like for the Eagles? I guess I should answer your question first for the Eagles. I, I don't really feel like I'm lowering their projection on my end very much for AJ mm-hmm. Brown and Devonta Smith. But now, their projection comes down because Goddard came back. So, so yeah. that's a thing that people aren't really even considering, I don't think. Um, the fact that Goddard's a pretty good target earner, and there's only so many you know, passes to go around. So it's a little downgrade, but it's mostly because of Goddard. I think Hertz unlocks a ceiling for those wide receivers because <laughs> it made me sick watching him throw all these incompletions, but it he just chucks the ball down the field, dude. When he gets A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith in one-on-one on the outside, he is more than willing to just say, you guys are good. I'm going to give you a shot and throw it out there. Maybe Minshew does that too, I, but we just don't know. And that's really not been Minshew's game. He's kind of been more on the – people look at him as like this wild man because he acts like it and dresses like it. He's really been more of like a Jimmy G-style quarterback in terms of how he plays the position. And so – but, but that doesn't really like change my expectation for them, like at a median perspective. But I do think you remove a little bit of some hero ball from Hertz to AJ Brown, right? The 70 yard touchdowns are probably a little bit lower probability, but mm. I still feel good. I don't really, feel, you know, normally, right? If you lost Mahomes for someone, you'd be like, fuck me, you know, this is over, right? If you lost Josh Allen for digs, you're like, that's it. I don't really feel that way about the Eagles, but um, so I'll let you also answer the Eagles, but then I want to hear what you think about the, the bills. Is it just like a bad stretch, you know, but they have bad weather too. I'm, I'm curious about them. Well, I think like you bring up the comparison between the two and it's almost like the, the mirror image or the Superman and bizarro because yeah. the Eagles, the Eagles advance rate on the wide receivers is high. We just saw the AJ Brown third highest advance rate player in, in there. Stefan Diggs is real low. Um, I don't know what Gabe Davis is, but I know the Stefan Diggs advancement is pretty low um, on that. So, yeah, I'm not super worried about the Eagles wide receivers. 1% on Gabe Davis? 10. 10. 10, 10. Sorry, sorry. 10% on Gabe Davis. And I think Diggs is lower. Diggs is lower. Yeah, Diggs is at 8%. And, you know, versus the 20 something percent we saw on AJ Brown. Right. AJ right. Brown's the third highest owned player, player. not yeah. wide receiver, the third highest owned player. And Devonta's top 10, I think. Yeah. 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 17. Yeah. So, like, the juxtaposition between the two is massive, right? You're looking at two of the best advanced rate players in the Eagles, who I think are going to be fine. But I think I told you on Sunday, one of my, the best ball mania team I'm most excited about that's live is a Josh Allen double stack with Diggs and Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. Because we start looking at these these ownership numbers, we see that they're low, they're cut in half to the, to the people on top. And 
now you put that together with who has Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, and Stefan Diggs still alive. Can't be many of us in best ball mania is what I would say. <laughs> There's got to be only a select few of us. There's only a few of us that are strong enough to bear that cross or that <laughs> burden, you know, and, and I'm one of them, but here we are. <laughs> um, so I'm really hoping I can sneak that team through. Like of my four BBM teams, I think two are Mahomes. And I, God, I would love to win it with Mahomes for the brand, like just getting the Mahomes team through. But if I'm being completely honest, the team that I think is the most fun to get through is the Josh Allen double stack with Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs. And I'm not fully worried about him. Stefan Diggs is, he's, I think he's my favorite NFL player, to be perfectly he's honest. So good. Also, he has the, when he did the I'm him on the sideline right into the camera, that's one of the best moments of the entire. NFL season. I mean, it's on yeah. their commercials and shit now. Like, yeah, uh, it was. He's a legend. He's absolutely amazing. And I, I, yeah, I think him, him and Devonte. Also, this is similar to kind of what you were talking about with like Zach Wilson and Lawrence and stuff. But I'm um, coping. But I, my my <laughs> some of my most important themes have these two guys on it. And if you would have said a week ago that Devonte Adams is going to be six percent, he Devonte Adams was the I believe he either had like the same advance rate or higher. I guess we might be able to see it on here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So advance from round one, 26% of Devonte Adams teams advanced from round one. So look at Justin Jefferson, who is now, you know, that first round wide receiver that is at 23% in the semifinals. He was also 26%. So Devonte Adams, was basically you want to talk about the guy you need in the regular season. It was him, him yep. and and Justin Jefferson as the first round wide receivers. I think their advance rate was higher than Travis Kelsey. Now, of course, you know there's a little bit of flukiness to advance rates or whatever, but okay, Kelsey was uh, a little bit higher. But right, so right there with Travis Kelsey was Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Now he is six percent in BBM. All the Devonte teams died. Right now. I'm mainly talking about one DraftKings team that has him and Diggs, but I'm like looking at that team, like, dude, all the Diggs and Devontae teams got wiped out by Jefferson and CMC and Kelsey yep. and what at Derrick Henry and whatever. And now I got these two superstars into the semifinals at no ownership. I might be the only person in my pod with them. Like that feels pretty good. Both Diggs and, and Devontae. I'm a little more excited for Diggs, but that's just like Bill's, love that i can't get excited about Derek Carr. yeah no i mean it's so weird like the way the different tournaments work too because you see that advance rate on bbm and then i look at my my big dog pod and there's three out of eight teams with Devonte adams and it's just like crazy it's like he he didn't do much but that shows you that the different tournaments are going to advance different players based on allowing a smaller pod with two players advancing and stuff like that but i told you um, I, I again, I have, I have four BBM teams left. One is totally dead because it has Hertz and Kyler. One has Hertz and Tua, so it's and it's okay. It's mostly dead. I have two teams that I think are alive: a Mahomes team and then a, a Kirk and Tua team. The Kirk and Tua team is there's only two Jalen Hurts teams in the pod. There are more Lamar Jackson teams than hurts teams in that in that pod so like it, it kind of worked out because lamar lamar's not playing so you know it was like 
you know, net net, it was totally fine. Mm-hmm. But then in the in the other pod, there is not a Lamar team, and there's eight Hertz teams. Yeah, in the in in the you know, it's like it's bizarro. There's there's like five Lamar teams in this one pod. It's like goddamn, I have all the fucking Lamar Jackson semifinals teams in this, which looked bad if he was going to play, but now it looks fine. And it's just again, you know, that's just it is what it is. It's pod variance, but it's it's funny when you see it in real time kind of like your big dog thing you have all the league winners all the league winners on the team and nobody else has them and so no I- one has them and that's why <laughs> that's why i'm still excited about it though like it's it, it gives me it feels like it gives me a chance no one has Ramondre. no one has kenneth walker no one has josh jacobs no one has josh jacobs this week and he's playing pittsburgh and he's real live to be the the best running back on the on the entire week Right. I was going to say slate, but he's playing, I think, the uh, Saturday night game. Right. So he's not even on like a slate in terms of like DFS is where my brain goes. But yeah, he has a chance to be the best scoring running back on on the entire thing. And his advance rate was low for a guy that got you there in best ball mania. Oh, yeah. He he was lower than the field. Let me look. 14%. Yeah. Down from almost 50 to 14 in the blink of an eye. Yeah. You know, and and you're going to see people drop. I mean, that's just the way it works. But that that's a big drop off, and you've got rid of a ton of Josh Jacobs teams in the first round of the playoffs. So if you have Josh Jacobs, you're still happy about that. It's not going to be over owned unless you draw the pod that everyone got Josh Jacobs. I'm sure it happens. Like it, like we said, you have the Jalen Hurts pod, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have a so Jalen Hurts pod and a Lamar Jackson pod. So I, maybe I'm sun running. I guess I I shouldn't complain. And maybe we didn't talk about him enough, too. Maybe Josh Jacobs is the guy you need this week. Um, for a guy that you needed for the majority of the season, he has one bad game, and we forget that Josh Jacobs is a thing again, right? So maybe we're yeah. looking at Josh Jacobs for for the player that you need this week against Pittsburgh. To add to that, mm-hmm. a very similar guy to kind of piggyback and put a bow on it, Ken Walker, if he plays. Now he's questionable, but he's expected to play. Uh, same thing. League winner all year. How how many? How, he has a, about as many thirty point games as Josh Jacobs does. Yep. He definitely has more long runs than Josh Jacobs does. He's grown into more of a pass catching role. And they're playing the Chiefs. Like a, we know you can run on the Chiefs. Ken Walker can probably run on anybody. And if he's gonna, we saw the last time we saw him, he was catching passes in a negative game script. It's like, and now we've forgotten about him. Like yeah. he, he he's kind of Please. like a smash. He's on ten. He's only ten per. He's only yeah. I know you need you need him <laughs> and Josh Jacobs. And all all these guys who we thought would be like, God damn it, you know. They're, if Ken Walker goes off, I'm dust because he's gonna be so chalky. It's like, no, they're not chalky. Zay fucking Jones, KJ Osborne is higher on than than these guys. Like you know, it's just crazy. The 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 ownership in this round is wild. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, and you know what's gonna happen. Leonard Fournette scoring two touchdowns against Arizona. God, no. Please <laughs> and, he's, and he's going to break the slate and you're going to see all these Fournette teams advance to the finals. And you're just going to be like, that would be fine. If I get there and there's a bunch of Fournette teams, I'm totally okay with that. With that happening. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Any, any other people that we forgot? I mean, Kelsey feels like he could be one. It seems like he advanced lower than expected. Uh, I'm sure there's still Kelsey teams out there for sure, but. Mm-hmm. you know, he could be the tight. I mean, clearly he could be the tight end. It's not rocket science to figure that out. That could just bury you. Not many other guys out there that can do that. Um, 
I don't know. It seems like we kind of hit on the majority. And and we've hit a lot of them, so I don't want to repeat too much. I'll just I'm just gonna throw some random names out while I'm scrolling through some teams. Both Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard, I think, are pretty good leverage. Um, I think also could we could we could dream up a I'm not saying it's real, we could dream up a scenario where they benefit the most from Dallas or from a, a Gardner Minshew being in there, right? Maybe let's run the ball a little bit more. If we're not throwing the ball down the field quite as much, maybe it's Dallas Goddard instead of, right, the long bombs to A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. I think they are super interesting. Uh, And then not so much this week because it's a really shitty matchup this week, but the Falcons running backs, um, Algier and Seapat. Algier is getting the the hype, and I think he should get the most hype because he's really kind of, I think, ascending. But CPAT too. Like if you had a CPAT on a team, it's basically a split right down the middle between the two of them. It's just Algier. Maybe he's a little better. Um, we'll see. But they they don't have a great matchup this week with Baltimore. And so hopefully you don't have to count on their score this week. But next week is Arizona. And if it's if it's a Trace McSorley Arizona Cardinals team that's out of the playoffs, like you may not see JJ Watt. You may not see any of the good Cardinals. And so they could run all over Arizona and could be really good guys for week 17. So those are the, just a couple of guys that jumped out to me. I can't, I can't believe how like I talked about that Josh Allen team that I have with a double stack. That team's heavily invested in Atlanta and I wasn't big on Atlanta in the off season, but it's got Algier and it's got um, Drake London on it. Nice. So, so those he's are fine. He's, he's totally fine to have too. Yeah. He's so I'll, all the targets, like I'll run- all of them. <laughs> I'll run through the notable players on this team just since I brought it up a few times. So it's Josh Allen because it's got Matt Ryan, who's dead. It's Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Ramondre, Tyler Algier, Khalil Herbert. Uh, Another another interesting one. Herbert's interesting. Yep. Diggs, Waddle, Gabe Davis, Devonta Smith, Drake London, Sky Moore, Josh Palmer, and then George Kittle, Mo Cox. So it's, it's solid enough everywhere. That it could advance. I like, and I think that is my most fun team that's left. Yeah, if Kittle comes in and dunks on everybody, that'll be so funny. It'd be so. There's, there's a lot of these, right? The KJ Osborne week, the McKinnon ascending at the end of the week. Like, if Kittle has his worst season ever and then just dunks on everybody in the fantasy playoffs, it'll be like such a, a fun conversation for six months about like, should we draft this guy, you know, this elite tight end just because he's got the, you know I mean, theoretically that was part of the conversation was Kittle always had this upside in the playoffs. No, he's got to do it two more times, but like, it'll be crazy. Just, oh, Waller caught a touchdown last week too. It's like, you know, these guys were, hor- they were legitimately bad picks. They didn't do anything all season, Kittle and Waller and Andrews, frankly, for most of the season, but all it takes is these three weeks, right? Like uh, Russell Gage, the, the Russell Gage of tight ends t- does nothing and boom, you know, 25 point game in the first round of the playoffs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable <laughs> that the that the Russell Gage, you know, contingent get there on on that game. Who was the other one that got there last week where we were just like breaking computers like we're Bret Hart in that gif? Um, who else went off last week that I was like, I how? I can't believe I'm... I can't believe I can't remember. I'm blanking on it, but I remember I was getting really angry Sunday night. Like, how do we allow this? How do we allow this? Um, it was a bunch, though. It was it was tons. Yeah. Last week was just you know obviously, um, Zay, Zay was a, a good pick all all season, and McKinnon was like fine, but so much 
of the entire season, these dudes. No, uh, AJ Dillon. It was AJ Dillon. 100%. Oh yeah, it was AJ Dillon, Dillon for sure. Worst yeah. six round pick in the history of mankind. <laughs> And dropped a like twenty five ball on everybody. Knocks like three of my teams out in the semifinals. Like, what the yeah. fuck? How did you even get to the playoffs with this loser? He scored yeah. like four fantasy points a game. Yeah, and he's just knocking out BBM teams left and right. And then Aaron Jones isn't getting there enough because of it. So the two Aaron Jones teams I want to get through. I'm not going to do this rant again. But come on, <laughs> you do the right thing and you don't get rewarded for it sometimes. And unfortunately, that's life. But. Really he had a hurts. 14% <laughs> advance rate. AJ Dillon had a 14% advance rate, like in the regular season. He's at 12 now, but he had a 14% advance rate. That's wild to me. Well, I mean, I never would have. He's just a, he just got like just on zero RB bro teams that like have Josh Jacobs, say. Ramondre, yeah. Ken Walker. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be what it was. Like he had to be part of that draft structure. I, I just didn't touch him. Like, barely barely at all just didn't like the price and he just gets there week 15 and we cry he's about on, it and he's on my DraftKings single the 333 single entry team he's, on, he? he's on that team. he's the only team i have left with aj Dillon. like my again the team i keep saying i'm sweating he's on almost. my only live dk team he's on my only mahomes dk team so who is, funny who is only stacked with pacheco <laughs> like i got blocked out of everybody on the chiefs on that one that's so. great so yeah, good times. I, I think we've hit on the majority of people though. I think, I think we've so gotten too. ourselves ready. We know what we're looking for. We know what we're scared of. We got week 16 starting in an hour and a half with the matchup of the century, the New York <laughs> Jets who play in New Jersey. So they're not even really the New York Jets against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a monsoon, Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Clash of the Titans. We are ready. It is the number one pick versus the number two pick in the draft. Um, I'm surprised that what Amazon or whoever isn't pitching it that way. Like the clash of the number one pick versus the number two <laughs> pick. You know, it's like how else do you sell Zach Wilson in a monsoon on prime time to get people to watch? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. But um, how I do amped do... is Al Michaels going to be tonight? He's oh. been so excited all year. And now he gets this game in a monsoon. He's going to be thrilled. No chance he's sober. No chance he's sober. <laughs> I don't know what his his uh, uh you know uh, fun preferences are, but uh, I mean he's not going to make it through this game. <laughs> uh, to wrap, as we do on multiple shows, and as I do on all the DFS shows that we do, since we're talking about Week 16 and you know some of the guys we think you might need or whatever, who is if you had to pick. One player, or it could be a stack, right? One one situation or one player that you're like, this is the guy that's going to carry teams through in week 16. Who is it? I don't know. My head like goes to Zach Wilson with, I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's got, I, I think it might be, it might be Barkley or DK Metcalf. Like those are the two ones that like, just kind of stick out to me. I know everyone's on Derrick Henry and it makes sense, right? I get it. But Barkley at a low advance rate, I think you can just bury the field if he has his explosion game this week. And I think it's very viable in Minnesota in the dome. We've talked about what this week's going to be, how low the totals are for everything. 
it might everyone's overlooking Barkley. Not that you can change anything in best ball, but it feels like Barkley is going to be that obvious call. You know how like there's usually that obvious call at the mm-hmm. end of the week that somebody went low owned in DFS, and you were like, "How are we off on this? How do we forget about mm-hmm. this guy?" Happens right? every week. Yep, every week it happens, and it feels like Saquon might be the guy. I I, I just I have that. That gut feeling and DK, I know he's getting hyped a little bit, but DK feels like he could just windmill dunk on us in the end zone two or three times in that Kansas City matchup. I think that uh, not just because they're both the most intimidating human beings on the field, but Derrick Henry and DK Metcalf are the two chalk answers, mm-hmm. right? That like Derrick Henry against the Texans, DK Metcalf without Tyler Lockett against the Chiefs. Um, they both probably bench press, you know, the two. I'm in the left arm and you're in the right arm you know that these dudes are mutants out there on the field so it's easy to get excited about them and you should be excited about them i like the saquon call i kind of think this is a little bit similar to the saquon thing but i'm i mean i've mentioned him on every show i'm not going to back down now if we're going to call a conviction play and fucking have some stones and call it a conviction play but it's brandon Ayuk for me i think okay. that um he's kind of similar to that saquon thing obviously his is more the fact that debo is gone but mm-hmm. like if you would have said we're heading into week 16, Brandon Ayuk does not have Debo Samuel there. He maybe has a quarterback upgrade. I don't know. You know, prop, uh, an upgrade from Lance, probably. Uh, whether it's an upgrade from Jimmy G, I don't know. The offense is unreal because they have CMC and Kittle. But just, right, he had a down week last week. The outside wide receivers have actually been bad against Seattle. Um, what Tariq Woolen or whatever the the rookie corner is just, you know, Sauce gets all the hype, but Woolen is just dominating souls on the outside. And that's where Ayuk was most of the time. So guess what? Kittle and CMC smashed. Now he gets Washington, who is probably going to slow down CMC, relatively speaking. No one really slows down CMC, but mm-hmm. their their front seven is where they win with Washington. And it's like Debo's gone. Maybe Kittle, right? They love to use Kittle to block. CMC gets slowed down a little bit. Who is going to pop off? Because they're going to score. It's a pass funnel. I just think everybody's not even like, again, for DFS, not even like thinking about Brandon Ayuk. And like, if we would, if Ayuk went off last week, everybody would be saying like, oh my God, there's no Debo, Brandon Ayuk, right? Because like, just like we're talking about Kittle and CMC. Yeah. But it was just a one week thing that those guys happened to go off. There's there's nothing that says that Brandon Ayuk isn't the best ben- benefactor of no Debo. And so um Ayuk, add Ayuk to the list of Saquon. You know, you can't get all these guys on a on a team. Close, I guess, technically. Uh Saquon at the two three turn. But you know, you get your CMCs and Saquons and Ayuks and Metcalfs and and Derek Henry's and all that on a team. And my God, you're feeling really good heading into this week. Um, I think it's a polarizing week to to kind of wrap it up that all the weather and everything is making it like there's going to be a handful of guys that really do pop off. And like last week, there was a bunch of 30 point performances. I don't think that's going to happen this, this week. And so you get that guy you need on the team, right? Brandon, Ayuk does go for 30. Saquon does go for 30. That can put you in week 17, like, you know, almost by itself. Um, I completely agree. I'm just want to, I'm looking at this comment from Johnny. He's saying that there's less wind wind than originally projected as of now in New Jersey. And do you remember the last rain game for the for the Jets? I know it was Mike White, I believe, but they popped off. I think it was Jets Bears, if I if I recall, a couple mm. weeks back. 
And everyone was like, it's not going to score much. And that game just went ham, right? Like they just scored a bunch of points that game. They went nuts. And again, maybe we get it tonight. Maybe we get it one more time. We don't know. I mean, it'd be fun if the Jags and can put up some points against the the Jets and you know the Jets can counter and please Trevor please my dogs (laughs) think about my dogs think about all our dogs (laughs) think about my 33% advance rate with you I believed in you Trevor there's three there's three dogs it's snowing here I can't get to the store I just I they need to eat that's that's all I'm saying yeah we need Amazon we need you to deliver our food after you win this game fly over in a helicopter drop off bags of money (laughs) Because we believed in you, Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. And I've believed in you for 12 hours, Zach Wilson, which is more right. than anyone's ever believed in you. So, Except literally me. I'm the only person <laughs> on the planet. Me and Felix. Shout out, shout out, shout out Felix. Um, we, I, I did say this. I, I screwed up on the show yesterday because, you know, we get into the grind and I forget that the Christmas, you know, the Christmas weekend schedule. What we're going to do, we've been doing, Rob and I, um, kind of like live sweat slash tilt shows on Sundays after the afternoon games. Obviously, Sunday is Christmas. Neither of I, uh, neither of the uh, the two of us are going to be, you know, broadcasting from our our parents' house or family's Christmas or whatever to talk about this. Well, we love you guys. Well, but I'm doing the Rotor Grinder show in the afternoon. Well, so Rob, Rob, <laughs> maybe maybe Rob will do it then. Uh, but we're, we're, we don't plan to do the live tilt show on right. Sunday, but we will do it on Monday. Kind of similar to this heading into the Monday night football game. Right. We got Jags or uh, Chargers Colts on Monday night that, you know, has a little bit of ramifications, but not a ton. So we can kind of talk through the week 16 results and some of mostly Chargers probably uh, love that some people will need and uh, get ready. For the championship week, anything I and missed, that, and that's going to be a game to sweat because Chargers are going to be live to to make things change. Maybe not so much on the Colts side, but you might have some one offs like Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman that are getting through. And if they do yeah. anything, they could they Pierce, could push a team. Pierce is a good one. I do have I have Zach Moss on a, a pretty good a pretty good zero RB team, and so uh, it, it's a Mahomes Mahomes Kelsey zero RB team. That uh, could be relying upon old Zach Moss on Monday night, so that would be a, that would be a. Uh, I don't know if it'd be worse than the sweat tonight of please God Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson give me eighteen points, but it's pretty close. Yeah, so so there's gonna be, you know, things that we're sweating against and sweating for on that night. We're gonna be stressed out AF, <laughs> talking about what we know is advanced, what we're sweating, what died that we thought was gonna get through. It's gonna be. Uh, time to come to better, together to celebrate, to mourn, and get ready for Week Seven. I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited. I'm excited for the the game tonight. I'm excited for all the games this weekend. And everyone, of course, have a wonderful holiday weekend. And the two of us will see you on Monday with sicko, sicko, sicko best ball talk. Getting ready for Week Seventeen. See y'all.